We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to The Connection, a weekly radio program where we share our experiences and expertise with stories of caring, courage, and change right here in Connecticut. Listen to learn about needed resources to improve your well-being and transform your life. Now, here are the hosts of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore and Ann Baldwin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. It's so great to be here with you again today. My name is Ann Baldwin, and of course, we are joined by none other than the president and CEO of The Connection, Lisa DeMattis-Lapore. And Lisa, it's always good to chat with you, even if we only get to do it you know, every now and then because of COVID, but here we are virtually, you know, looking at each other and we've got a great show today. And I know this is an issue as are many um, that is near and dear to your heart. So I'll let you do the honors of introducing our guest. Well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Anne. I am missing your beautiful blue eyes. Um, And good morning to our faithful listeners. It's great to have you uh, on our show today. Um, What we're going to be talking about today is the Connection Supportive Housing for Families program, which is a a statewide um, housing, supportive housing program, child welfare program. It serves currently 500 uh, beds statewide, and it it has grown um, since 1998 from a 60-bed program to 500. So really proud of this program. The program was developed out of a need that the Connection identified for uh, women coming out of residential treatment, getting custody back of their children from Department of Children and Families, and um, needing to really start the hard work and and finding a safe place to live and raising their family and giving back uh, to the community. So um, obviously I'm proud of it, but what I'm really excited about today is, you know, it takes a village and it takes a great leader to run the program and really make it work, and it's really all about the staff. So what I'd like to do is welcome Ann Ventimiglia to our show today. Welcome, Ann. Hi, Lisa, and Ann, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Ann is the program director for our Supportive Housing for Families program. Um, Ann started at The Connection um, beginning in 2005, and she started working um, at the Supportive Housing for Families and a program in Waterbury as a program manager, and she helps many... um, wonderful positions before she actually became the director at our agency in 2014 and, you know, came with lots of experience working at the Head Start program and um, she worked in overseeing registration of 500 preschool children 
and she was also the director at one point at a homeless shelter in Bridgeport. Um, she also graduated from Fordham University, yay, with a <laughs> master's degree. Um, and on a personal note, Anne makes the very best homemade strawberry jam in the United States. Smuckers, stand aside. So, without further ado, <laughs> I want to welcome you, Anne. I had to say it. I had to welcome you, Anne, to the, to the show, and... Um, Thank you so much for being here. I, would you, you know, give our listeners uh, a little bit of history on really what is the admission criteria for the supportive housing for pro, for um, supportive housing for families program? Sure. You know, the criteria really is very minimal. It's a really a family-based program for children coming out of the uh, foster care system. So we look at families that are at least 18 years of age or older. They have to be referred by DCF um, for the uh, program, and that's pretty much it. They uh, have to have a you know, baseline income, so it cannot be over-income. But really the criteria is very uh, simple for them to access services at the uh, Supportive Housing for Families program. So it's basically just being 18 years of age and over, being either homeless or at risk of homelessness, and being referred by DCF. And once they're referred to the program, um, they receive a very thorough assessment by a clinical assessment team, and once they have that completed, making sure that they're eligible for the program, then they are assigned a case manager, and this is really where the work begins. Um, we have about 35 to 40 case managers who work diligently with the families to find housing for them because when the family is coming into the program, DCF is looking at either reunifying their children because they're in foster care or taking their children away because they're uh, living in substandard housing or in overcrowded housing, or in some in some cases, and it's very sad to say, in their cars or in the, on a street. And I've had families who have actually come uh, to us after living under a bridge for a period of time without their children. So in order for the child or children to become reunified, the family has to have stable and safe housing and that's our job that's the, our main job uh, is to find housing and also to give them the resources to sustain the housing once they uh, are are permanently housed so um that's that's pretty much the essence of what the program does but the relationship and i've been asked this question so many times what do you think makes this work and i as i said to you lisa it's the relationship that develops between the client and the case manager because most of our families, if not all of our families, come from very uh, traumatized backgrounds, and they've been disappointed throughout their lives, not only by systems, but by family members and people that you would think uh, would be their most natural support system. And so, right. and, and, and uh, they, they struggle with us. They don't really believe or trust us that what we say we're going to do. So it is a struggle in the beginning, but I can tell you that once uh, they realize that we're here to stay, that's when the work begins. That's when there's a, a, a absolute turnaround in behavior and attitude and their willingness to work towards their goals because now they say, hey, I've been giving this person such a hard time. I've been pushing them away. I haven't wanted to work with them, but they're still there. And it's that sick-tutiveness that really makes the difference in, in the work that we do. So I am very um, always proud of my staff. They do the hardest work of all because they're, they're in so the homes. wonderful. Right, right now with COVID, obviously they cannot go into the homes uh, like we did. But prior to COVID happening, we were in the homes once a week, sometimes more than that, depending on the need of the family. 
and uh, now it's, it's virtual, doing virtual meetings, and that's kind of slowed things down a little bit, but we don't stop uh, working with our clients and finding housing. And so once a family is housed, then we work on so many of the other issues that they've been dealing with, and a lot of it has to do with, you know, lack of economic uh, security. So we're, we have vocational specialists that work with them to help them uh, either get into a, a program at school, a training program, or job training. So once they're able to get into some programs that we, we you know, you know, emphasize, then they can start really putting down roots and making their community their home. And, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's really the essence of what we do. It's a child welfare program, and, and the, the focus is always the children. And so we are very successful in maintaining a family unity so that kids are not removed because their families are not living in the most ideal situations. The reason why this program has grown so much, and it's one of the largest Department of Children and Family funded programs in the state of Connecticut, is because there's been research attached to this program um, with proven results that this type of program works. The reason why it works really works so well and children are getting out of the DCF system, I think this is the key piece, as you know, is because um, it's it's providing safe housing, but it's not just housing. It's a child welfare program, and what that means is that our case managers are trained. They are working closely with families. They're helping them coordinate school for their children. You know, we've got mothers and fathers and aunts and grandparents, et cetera, all family members that are eligible for this program if they have a grandchild or a child that's involved in DCF and they're, you know, looking to get custody back. We've seen families that have, you know, come from, you know, all walks of life, every economic status there is in Connecticut. Let me just be clear, right? Um, we know that what's happening is once a family is living secure in, an, in a nice neighborhood, and, the, and let me tell you, it's not easy to be in this program. There are high expectations. We have, we have housing um, case managers that come in to make sure that the apartments are maintained and that the houses are maintained. We have excellent statewide relationships for years with landlords that actually will call the connection and say, I just bought this house, I want to have your clients in my house, you take care of properties, your families are successful. And I think what's important also, Anne, about this program is besides breaking generational cycles of abuse, children are getting out of the DCF foster system, families are getting reunited, mom, dad, grandmother, whoever is the main source in that house are are getting better employment. Um, they're able to stay in that house. They're able to stay in that neighborhood. They're able to, they're, it's not a time-limited program. And the goal of the program really is once the, the, once the family members are doing well, is that we start to back out our case management services. But having said that, we have had thousands and thousands of families that have gone through this program since 1998. And the only reason why, like I said, the program has has grown and has such national accolades as a national program is because we do have research and data to show that the state is saving money and that families are getting reunited. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right, Ann? So, Lisa, no, it doesn't get any better than that. And you know, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. Uh, you talk about the growth, the expansion, the proven results, the proven track record, um, how it's really, I believe, changed the dynamic of families here in Connecticut over the course of time and continues to do so. And you're the one that started this program, Lisa. This is what 
you know, this is what you decided when you first joined the connection, this was your priority. And here you are at the helm now. And, and looking back, it's got to do your heart good to know that it's gone from where it was to, it's not, you know, I don't, it bothers me as a consumer, I guess a little bit to say, you know, we got 500 beds. You know what I think of? I think of a football field with a bunch of beds on it, but these aren't just beds. Yeah, but you know, these are beds with no, sheets. They're not. They're, these are just beds with sheets on them, with comforters in, in homes with, with the roof over their head and hopefully, you know, food right. in the refrigerator. I mean, let's put this in, into better perspective for people. This is truly making a difference in people's lives. And, 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 when, and Lisa, when you mentioned about the 500 beds, that's our capacity, but we actually, in reality, serve between 700 and 750 families a year. That means families right. are coming into the program and families that are leaving. So at any one point in time, we have served, you know, close to eight, 750, sometimes even 800 families, depending on the year and the circumstances, uh, during the course of a, of a year. So that is absolutely incredible. When I think back on that, that is those are huge numbers. And uh, keep in mind that with this program in particular, families have the choice, number one, of living where they choose to live and what neighborhoods, what towns, and it's all it's scattered housing. It's, there's, not con- there's no congregate housing for our families. They Correct. live in their own apartments. And we have families who live in houses who, based on their family size, apartments may not be... Um, available for the number of children, you know, that they have. And so we've found homes, houses, single-family houses in the various communities. And so that, to me, is a credit to the work that we do as a, as a, as a group and as a, um, a housing unit, as well as the uh, families themselves, because we, as, as combined efforts, have them go out and look, show us where you'd like to live, show us the kind of community you're looking at, and then we go and we negotiate with landlords, we work with landlords, you know, reduce the rent if, if, if possible, and of course we pay a subsidy to help the family stabilize until they can either get a voucher, which would then ensure long-term housing and permanent housing for them, or, you know, if they're not able to do uh, or become eligible for that, then we work on the vocational and job and employment. And in many cases, our families are leaving the program with enough income to support themselves and their families. And it's really the families who, you know, we hope to inspire to meet those goals because, as I said earlier, they've been disappointed so many times by family, friends, systems, governments, uh, entities, and we come along and say, no, we're different. And in truth, we are different because we don't walk away from the family just because they're tough, just because their situation may be very, uh, you know, complicated. I know in, in thinking about this uh, show, I thought I, if I could say one word that I think we have to offer our families, that one word is hope. There's hope yeah. out there for you to be reunified with your children. There's hope for you to get out of the poverty that you're living in. There's hope for you to reduce, you know, uh, dependence on substances. There's help and hope for you to address your mental health issues, your domestic violence issues, and all of the things that impact every single family in life. But we, on the other side of things, have that family support, and we have the education. And so what we try to do is help our families see a way clear that they can have the same things. They can live in the same communities. Their children can go to school in good school systems, and hopefully they will be able to break that cycle. And so when their children become young adults, they are able to live on their own and, you know, without all of these systems being involved. So um, that's, that's my, that's my um, 
goal for all of our families, that they can live without having interventions by any system, including ourselves and DCF. We're here as a short-term intervention, and during that period of time, they have the choice to either move ahead and make their lives and their children's lives better or not, and it's always their choice. Now, we're not 100% successful because, as in all things in life, they, everyone has the right to make choices for themselves, and if they choose not to follow some of the guidelines and the opportunities that we offer, that's certainly their prerogative. But during the time that they are with us, we try to hold them to a certain standard so that they are living in better conditions and providing you know, sufficient oversight for their children and keeping their house and home safe from outside intervention. So um, opportunity and hope, I think that's what we stand for I in like many that. cases. And, I, and, I, and I, I look at that and I just think that that is what we can do and what we do offer for our families. We've been doing this show a long time, Ann. And I got to tell you, of all the guests we've had on, their show, on this show, and they're all very passionate, but I haven't had or heard anyone, I think Lisa will agree, that is as passionate about what they do than you are. I, it's, really com- Absolutely. it's really coming across. And, and you're painting the picture. And it, like you said, it's not all you know, rainbows and sunshine. You know, to everything, there's a downside. Um, but people have to be held accountable, and you're doing that. It's, it's really a hand up and not a handout, it sounds like, and it's a great Correct. program. Can you just, for our listeners, I want to reiterate the fact that you said towards the beginning of the show is because The Connection offers so many services, and if you're interested in checking those out, I encourage you to go to the website, theconnectioninc.org. But these opportunities with supportive housing need to be referred by DCF, you said, Department of Children and Families. Correct. How, how correct. does that referral process work? Any, any uh, DCF social worker who has a family that they feel is in need of uh, stable housing in order to maintain their family unity or to have their children reunified, simply fill out a referral form and they fax it to our main office at um, 100 Roscommon Drive in Middletown. And our director of assessment and, and uh, admit, um, admissions actually looks at the referrals, and then it's entered into our system. And when that family uh, is reviewed, then we assign a case manager. We do an assessment, and then we assign a case manager. So it's a really simple process. Ninety-nine percent of the ha- of the social workers at DCF know how to make that referral, but if they don't, what they normally do is just call my office or they email my my staff, and they just ask, "How do I make a referral?" And, simple as that. Just fill out a form that they have available or we send it to them and then they uh, complete that, that brief form. It's not very long. It's just some basic information about the family. And as long as the case is open. Now, I have to. I will add another piece to that. If in the interim, when they are placed uh, in, on our wait list, because we do have a pretty lengthy wait list, even if the case closes with DCF, they still remain eligible for the program until they are actually admitted to the program. So no one has ever turned away uh, from, from accessing these services. Uh, the passion, the staff have to be commended, period. My staff are amazing. And everyone hears the passion in your voice. You have been so instrumental in you know providing excellent supervision to the staff. Um, there's been a lot of ups and downs, you know, uh, dealing with families and crises and really tough cases. And every single time, there, every single time you come up with a solution, we are so grateful to the Department of Children and Families 
for, you know, entrusting in the connection, but we also have some wonderful partners in the state that we work with. Anne, can you talk about who else, uh, other agencies that we contract with that help us provide this uh, program to work in Connecticut? Sure. Sure. Well, uh, we also contract, the subcontract with five other agencies throughout the state because they all have an area of expertise. And because we can't locate our, fa- our staff in all, every corner of uh, Connecticut, we do contract with um, BH Care in the Valley. We have Access Agency out in uh, Willimantic, who we work with, the Family and Children's Agency in Norwalk and Stanford. We have Willow Clinic and Wellmore in uh, Waterbury. So we spread our families out throughout the state. We serve every corner of Connecticut. And we house families in every corner of Connecticut. And by subcontracting with these other agencies, that provides us the, uh, the, the ability to meet these families wherever they might live. We also work closely with uh, J.D. Amelia, as well as the Department of Housing and, of course, DCF. And uh, we also have to thank our legislators who continually yes. find the funds to support this program because it is vital. It is vital for the families in the state to make sure that our children are being taken care of and are safe. Now, DCF is always the uh, entity who is responsible for making sure the kids are safe, and we are their arm. We are an extension of them, and the help that we provide the families helps DCF in resolving a lot of the families' uh, issues that they are working with currently. So we have a great uh, collaboration throughout Connecticut, and without them, we really probably could not do the kinds of work that we do. We work with uh, employment agencies. We work with landlords, as Lisa said. We have a great uh, cadre of, of landlords who like working with us because they know we're in the home. We're looking out for the families. We're looking out for the home. And uh, so they seek us out in times, and that's really very valuable to us because right now uh, the inventory is fairly low due to COVID and that people not moving on. So we really work uh, in a collaborative fashion with every entity in Connecticut that uh, has an interest in seeing that our children are working and um, doing well, as well as the school systems and Head Start. I worked for Head Start for six years in New Haven prior to coming here, and uh, and we worked with programs like this at that time. So I know the value of working with with early childhood programs as well as uh, all of the school systems. So, you know, there's many facets to it, and the program has been able to sort of wax and wane all these years to continue to expand its admission criteria because we don't want to leave any family behind. And that's why I am so grateful for the staff and for the Department of Children and Families. And I think I appreciate the fact that you did a call out to our um, state legislators because, yes, they have supported our program. They visited our program. I also want to thank the Office of Fiscal Analysis um, in the state of Connecticut for working with us and working on numbers um, to show that the program, you know, is saving, you know, Connecticut dollars. It's making a difference in the lives of our of our children and the future. And I think that's really important because we have justification. We have the numbers. We have the data. We have the research to show that the program do, is making an, an effect in Connecticut. And, you know, really, um, and what's better than that? No, and you know, the, the best thing you have? You have families that are being reunited. You have families that are learning w- learning what it's like to stabilize and to deal with some of the issues that might have put them in the circumstances that, that they're in. 
So um, reunification and family unit, there's nothing like it. And it was fantastic talking to you. Lisa, you know, hats off to you for having the vision to be start this program. And I know that you're just so happy and so proud of where it's at and proud of the people like Anne and her staff that work hard every day to make sure that it works. And it's working. And that's why oh, I'm so grateful. Yes. And we need to keep Thank programs like this. And, and you know, I'm so grateful sh- for you, Anne. There should never be a waiting list. Thank you. There should never be a waiting list. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can work on that next. Again, if you want more information well, on any of the programs um, at The Connection, theconnectioninc.org. I think we could all agree we could talk about this for a lot longer. But unfortunately, our time has run out. So again, Anne <laughs> Ventimiglia, thank you so much. Continued success. You're quite welcome, Mike. I never say good luck. I always say continued success because that's what you're fostering in your programs there. So this has been a wonderful show. We hope that our listeners have enjoyed our show today about hope and gratitude and that there is, there is, everyone deserves a second chance and every children deserves a safe home. On that note, I want to thank both of my lovely people on the two ands on our call today (laughs) for joining us on another edition of The Connection right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.